Does God have limits? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hear of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you explore the big story and big truths of Scripture. I'm Brian DeBozik, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, as always. A little bit of a different introduction there than normal, just to throw a little bit of a hint at what is in store for our next cycle of content that starts in uh, September of 2021. That's right. We are teasing this out a year in advance. A little, East, little Easter egg. That probably won't make much sense now. People going back, if they if they spent the time to rewind and listen to that, they're like, where's the hint? But you will see when it when it comes time for us to reveal, you'll be like, oh, okay, that was a little bit of an Easter egg. That's right. That's right. And if you even think about the format of our show, um, there's a little hint there too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're really excited about kind of sharing what is in store for the next cycle of the Gospel Project, but we, we, we have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, we've got to wait a few months yet because we're not there. No, but we're getting there. Speaking of being not there but getting there, today we're talking about God being infinite. Some of our episodes probably feel infinite. I don't know about that. I don't know about (laughs) infinite. Droning? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's how my wife would describe me. All right, but she doesn't listen to this show because no, she if she did, she'd give us a five-star rating and review on Apple she, Podcasts. She would give you a five-star rating and review. She might not give me one. But yeah, she, she hears me more than enough. She doesn't need to listen to me anymore. <laughs> so let's just, let's just move on before I get in trouble with my wife. Uh, go ahead and, and read uh, the essential doctrine is God is infinite to get us started, Aaron. That sounds good. And uh, just as a frequent reminder, we have a video that relates to this doctrine that is on gospelproject.com uh, right now. And um, so we would encourage watching that as well. That's a great thing to share with friends, family, church members. So anyway, what we mean by God being infinite is this. God's infinity means that there are no boundaries on his qualities or his existence. For instance, God is infinite when it comes to space and time, meaning that he is not confined by material space, nor is he restricted by time since he is timeless. God's infinity also extends to his knowledge of things, as well as his power to do all things according to his will. So, um, in a nutshell, here's what this doctrine means. God is unlimited by anything except for his nature and character. Yep. To use a sports metaphor that you wouldn't get, God cannot be contained. God cannot be contained in any way. He can't be, you know, he's, he's unlimited. And uh, except for the, the two caveats that we always have to go back to, his character and his revealed will. So let's just move on. Where do we see this in Scripture, Aaron? Where are a couple places we see it? As always, it's really tempted to just start right at Genesis 1-1 and keep going because, I mean, that kind of sets the stage for a lot of this. Genesis 1-1 is, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, meaning God was there before the heavens and the earth, which means he was also there before time and before matter and before everything else. But we see these things in Job 11-7-9. For example, that says, can you fathom the depths of God or discover the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens 
What can you do? They're deeper than, than Sheol. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. You also see this um, actually in the praise that we see in the Psalms and this, this aspect of God's nature. Again, when this is jumping ahead, but I mean, we see this illustrated so clearly in, in scripture that it's one that's supposed to make us worship him. And that's why we see, that's why we draw so much from the Psalms from um, in this aspect of God. Psalm 91 and 2 says, Lord, you've been our refuge in every generation. Before the mountains were born, you, you, before you gave birth to the earth and the world from eternity to eternity, you were God. And Psalm 147.5 says, our Lord is great, vast in power. His understanding is infinite. So those are just three of the on the nose examples from scripture, but there's plenty more. Definitely. So that takes us to our next kind of big discussion point, And that's, are there any areas of caution uh, or areas that we need further understanding with this doctrine. And, and the one that I would start with is, is this, that uh, many times when we think of God being infinite, I think we think more limited just in terms of time. Uh, you will hear that, many people will hear that to mean, well, God is eternal, and they think those are synonymous. Uh, but it's broader than that, as, as the doctrine that you read intimates, as the passages you look at. I mean, the last one talked about him being infinite in understanding, not time. So infinity is broader than just eternality. Eternality is a subset of God's infinity. But we also have God is infinite in terms of his knowledge, omniscience, what we just saw in Psalm 147, 5. God is infinite in his power, omnipotence. God is infinite in his in space, omnipresence. Um, every one of his attributes, he is infinite in. Think about love. There's no limit to his love. He has infinite love. Mercy, justice, holiness, there's no end to his attributes. And so really when, I, I would wonder, do many people quickly turn aside from this doctrine because they think it's just time and they miss its deeper, more profound beauty that this impacts all of God's attributes. And so this really is a heavy, really important, glorious doctrine that may be overlooked a little bit more than it should be. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's not only one that we we overlook, but it's also one that I mean, we we can't grasp it and because of yeah. because of the 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 sin that exists in the world, it's the one we're most prone to rebel against. For example, I am 40, which means I can't stay up until three o'clock in the morning anymore because I'm middle-aged now and it doesn't do good things to my body. Uh, <laughs> you're you're a whippersnapper. It didn't do good things. Well, I'm just saying it didn't do good things to me when I was, uh, you know, when I was 17. Um, but it does really bad things to me now. Yeah. Well, just just wait until you're 48. Oh, my goodness. And I'm sure we oh have listeners God. saying, oh, cry me a river. You guys are oh, both young. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you know, uh, you know, our knees and backs are aching and our sight and hearing is fading. So uh, let's uh, let's. <laughs> 
There's uh, a Canadian. We... There's a Canadian listener who got that reference, yeah. um, and that's all I'm gonna say. Right. So um, <laughs> anyway, as we continue to think about the different cautions or that we need to think about with this doctrine, one of the things that God's in, infinity or His infiniteness should do is it should remind us that we need to be careful not to employ faulty illustrations, analogies, etc. of God. If God is infinite, that means that there's no one and nothing like him. It means that you can't compare yeah. him to something else or someone else. Um, or we, if you do, you recognize it has limitations. Extreme limitations. Yes. And so you can. the best you can do is when you're talking about God's, you know, some of his easier to understand attributes like his love, his mercy, justice, his patience, those ones that we also share. And there's the key thing. His shared attributes are the ones that we can actually, um, that we can actually make analogies of. His infiniteness or his infinity is one that is not shared by us. So let's, let's land that for a second and I'll let you go on just, just to give a little bit of, of meat to that bone to help listeners understand. So for example, it's right and fitting for us to look through the lens of earthly fathers to understand God as a father. So it's not wrong. We would it would be wrong of us to say it's wrong to understand God through that lens, but we have to understand it's a flawed lens because we experience many poor fathers, bad fathers on earth. Even the greatest father on earth pales in comparison to God our Father. So that that's kind of what you're talking about there through when it is acceptable. Yeah, exactly. But it's why you can't make an illustration of the Trinity or an analogy yes. of the Trinity. It's why you should not and are actually explicitly forbidden in Scripture of making an image of God. Because that contains him. Exactly. Um, it's saying that he is this thing. So what we, what we can't do is we can't in our attempts to understand God and to explain God, we can't bring him down to our level. The in the God's infinite nature demands that we rise up and stretch ourselves, which really brings us to which really brings us to really our next point as we think about as we think about what we do with this doctrine. We do let it stretch our minds yeah. and and our ability to comprehend things. We tend to like things that we can grasp. Lots of soci sociologists have, have said it in many different ways, but the basic long and short of it is, and you see this biologically, you see this neurologically, you see this in every other ology way possible, is human beings are lazy. Yeah. We, we do whatever we can to make things as simple for us as possible. It, and it's, it's really... It's, it's the law of plumbing. Yeah. Water always goes to the lowest level. We're just like that. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that from a certain respect. God naturally challenges that just by being God. <laughs> and so, so we have to remember that God goes far beyond anything that we can grasp and comprehend fully. And if we get too, and if we find that we're in a place where we feel like we can comfortably and familiarly grasp the con like just even the concept of God or let alone let alone our understanding of him 
this doctrine needs to need needs to come along and give us a, a gentle slap on the backside of the head. Yeah, if if we're not experiencing headaches as we're growing as disciples, we're not stretching our minds enough, uh, and that might be cause for us to consider that. I, I think this also at the same time helps us consider who we are because we are not infinite we are finite so everything as we think about god being infinite then we turn that over and say we are not we are finite Um, and it helps us appreciate who god is even more so it's two coin or two sides of that coin let me give a, a real simple example of this our need to sleep I feel judged right now. (laughs) Do you feel judged? Well, you should. So we have this need to sleep every day. Why did God create us that way? He didn't have to. He He could have created us as people who needed no sleep. But he did that for a reason. It is an exclamation mark of our finiteness. It is a reminder every day, every 16 hours, 12 hours, however long you can stay awake for a day, 20, it's a reminder that we will reach a point of being a limit. Um, I experienced this. There are times it's like, I want to do some more work. I want to read or something. And I reach a point of it's like, no, I'm just too tired. I can't. I've got to stop doing it and go to bed. It is, it is God's way of sometimes whispering in our ears, sometimes screaming in our ears, you are finite. You are not infinite. The rhythm I built into your life of needing rest, of needing food, the list goes on and on, reminds you of this. I am not. I need no sleep. I need nothing. That is a way to remind us of his greatness. And one, one final thing that, that I think we would encourage um, remembering is as well is, is that although this doctrine reminds us of our difference um, with God in that we are finite, we are limited, where he is unlimited, what we should recognize with it is that while, yes, we are finite, we are limited, and he is unlimited, something that it allows us to do is it allows us to enjoy and stretch ourselves in our shared attributes with God. So think about it this way, that um, we are like, we are, we are limited in just about every way. But, um, you know, as a parent is my, like, do I have a finite bucket, a finite bucket of love for my kids? No. And if I add another kid, or is it just reducing the amount of love? No, it's what happens is, is we just have more. (laughs) And we give as we give a hundred percent of what we can give to each person in our, in our, in our families. Um, and so relationally we're like that. Yes. And, and this is, this is saying with the full knowledge that I'm going to contradict myself here, we actually do have relational buckets. Um, each person has a limited number of relationships that they can effectively handle. But in those, in our deep relationships, those, the limits aren't really there. Um, that like, not like, not like what we would like, what we would, um, flatly think they would. Um, and so as we, as we pursue love, as we practice love, we find that we have more love to give. And the same is true of grace and mercy and generosity and kindness that the more that, um, we pursue things that actually are gifts of the spirit, 
Um, so love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, um, all of these things that, that Paul said against which there is no law. Um, the more we pursue those things, the more of those we have, which allows us to then extend out the, those things out even further for us. Yeah, that's good. That's Again, it's that calling to, to live out our new identity in Christ and to demonstrate these attributes to the watching world um, and, and let them see it's not from us. It is from God working in us and through us. That's that's a really good word for us to end on on this episode. So let's wrap it up there. Uh, I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you might use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. 